0: Hello, I'm Rena Grobe. And I'm Madvi Romani. And this is Misinformed, where
1: we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So Madvi, what did you get obsessed with this week? I've been thinking about mental health a lot this week, but before we go into that Misinformed has a super exciting announcement. We are taking the podcast offline because we are really appreciative of all our listeners who listen to us every week. And we want to meet you and listen to what's important to you and the issues in your life. And so we're throwing a big dinner party in Berlin, in a super nice venue. We realise that a lot of our listeners are not in Berlin. Sorry about that. But sign up to our newsletter to find out more and for any future events that you can find the sign up on our SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com forward slash misinformed. And you should find the sign up under the show notes for this episode. Or you can find the link in our Instagram bio, which is the underscore miss underscore informed. Mental health has been in the news a lot this week. Obviously, there's been Kanye West, and he seems to be suffering from bipolar disease and going through a manic episode. But I was mostly thinking about another performer, Britney Spears, and the hashtag hashtag Free Britney or the Free Britney movement has really gained a lot of momentum recently. If you don't know what that is, it refers to the fact that Britney Spears, who is 38 years old, is in fact under conservatorship, which means that she is not fully in control of her career or legal decisions. It's very unclear what exactly, you know, the whole deal entails, and she hasn't spoken about it publicly. But a lot of people are concerned about the fact that she cannot make her own decisions concerning her career, you know, financial decisions, anything without basically talking to her father, who was until recently, I think, the conservator. Now Mm -hmm. he's been replaced, right?
0: I think it's her manager now, yeah. Who's a man? Who was also a man, yes, this is correct. So the point is, a woman who has been
1: commodified, an entertainer, And when I say she's been commodified, I mean that Britney Spears has been a child star who has been working since the age of four. She was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Her entire career, her look, her voice even was manufactured by the capitalist, industrial, patriarchal idea of what she should be. And then in 2007, she was going through, on a very public stage, breakup with partner and fighting for custody over her children. And she had sort of a breakdown, which I think is kind of fully normal. I also think it's fully normal that at some point she decided to shave all her hair off because she's been marketed and forced into this role of a blonde, doll-like, child-like person. And she was just trying to break free of that. I can really see the frustration of that. It's not just the fact that she did that with her hair. She also has been referring to herself as a commodity in her work. For example, she released songs like Circus, Peace of Me, Give Me More on tour. A lot of the time she's in a cage or in chains. So she's expressing some sort of entrapment and the free britney movement is picking up on that and her fans are concerned that she's kind of trapped and i was thinking about this in the wider context because mental health has been used and that you're crazy or you don't know how to handle yourself or you can't work or you can't do a lot of things because you're crazy has been thrown at women a lot
0: yeah i was just before when you were talking about Britney Spears. So according to the World Health Organizations, there are three main factors which are highly protective against the development of mental problems, and they are having sufficient autonomy to exercise some control in response to severe events access to some material resources that allow the possibility of making choices in the face of severe events, and psychological support from family, friends, or health providers is powerfully protected. So basically, if you look at this within the context of Britney Spears, all three of these factors that the World Health Organization lists, she hasn't had. She hasn't had autonomy or the ability to exercise control. You know, she hasn't been allowed access to material resources. She hasn't been allowed to make choices. And if indeed her father has sort of had her under his thumb this entire time, well, she clearly doesn't have the support from her family, friends. Her dad has Mm. been using her to make money. I think somebody pointed out that when she was at her lowest, all of a sudden she was doing that, you know, residency in Vegas, which is incredibly draining and stressful. So yeah, she's just another prime example of how a woman has been labeled and controlled through her mental health and abused to be clear though neither britney nor her family have said anything about this so as far as all of these you know speculations and all of this is concerned it is that it's purely speculation on everyone's part i believe that jamie lynn spears her sister did release a statement in regards to this she never confirmed nor denied anything she just basically said you guys don't know anything about my sister you don't know anything about her life and just asked people to stay away which
1: that's true i think if we put it into a wider context though women being trapped because they are told that they are too crazy to do things has been going on for centuries
0: so hysteria comes from the greek word "hystera," which means uterus and the oldest record of hysteria dates back to 1900 bc when egyptians recorded behavioral abnormalities in adult women on medical papyrus and then in the 1500s it was shifted to a medical illness. Many influential psychiatrists, such as Sigmund Freud, dedicated their research to hysteria. And basically, hysteria has been a way of controlling women, right? Of sort of, women are crazy, they're hysterical, they can't be trusted, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, so hysteria was always tied to the womb, and therefore only women could have hysteria. It was impossible for a man to have hysteria. And some of the things that men, obviously men were the people who were the doctors, the people mm-hmm. in charge of determining who had hysteria and who did not. Some of the the things that they thought indicated hysteria was for example female sexuality or desire or sexual frustration so if a woman was basically horny she could be said to have hysteria or if she was annoyed or frustrated but i mean if you think about in this time women were confined to the home a lot of the time they didn't have any power they were not allowed to work study they could not vote so obviously it's frustrating and this instead of being seen as a normal reaction to the situation like i said like with britney Her shaving of her head was symbolic and a normal reaction to her situation. So instead of that, men have always said, well you're crazy. And this goes on today. So just this week, Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is a congresswoman in New York, was called crazy, disgusting, and dangerous by Republican Ted Yoho. And she addresses this very calmly in a whole statement, saying, this is part of a culture we're in, and women have been called these names forever. And Nancy Pelosi also came to give a statement on what just happened i mean he also called her a fucking bitch and stuff and then he's calling her crazy i mean with that kind of behavior of a woman did that can you imagine Mm -hmm. and nancy pelosi who has been called crazy by trump said it's just a common insult that gets flung at women that they're crazy if you don't agree with something a man says you must be crazy
0: well because freud believes that hysteria was a result of sexual abuse as a child and that the only way to sort of cure it was to, you know, relive the experience through imagination in a very vivid way although I think he later contradicted himself and then he thought that hysteria was the result of repressed childhood fantasies.
1: This is the guy who also said that a woman who has a clitoral orgasm is immature whereas only a psychologically mature woman can have an orgasm via penetration, which is literally 20% of all women he nothing but i read a really yeah. good
0: not to interrupt but you know what that just says to me freud doesn't know where the clit is and he feels bad about it he
1: had ego problems that's such a male ego problem that's like if you can't get an orgasm with my penis it's your fault not it's mine it's your fault what kind of insecurity what kind of sort of fucking complex is that. I read a really impactful essay this week. It's in Crab Fat Magazine, and it's by Michelle Renee Hopp. It's called The Untreatables. She talks about going to therapy after being raped, and what that therapy was, and it was awful. But in this essay, she says Freud often said, you agree, and therefore I'm right. You disagree, therefore you are in denial, so I am right. And her words are, Freud was like the psychological version of Florida Man. He was very often a lawless swamp of largely ignored horrors.
0: There's a really, really, really good short video from the Huffington Post, actually, where they look at the history of hysteria, and they talk to a doctor, and he, looking back at all the medical records of what doctors diagnose as hysteria in women, he actually thinks it was endometriosis. And that women back in the day, if... You know, they would suffer from this terrible pain and, you know, it causes infertility. But basically that this worked against women because if they went to the doctor too often because of pain, people thought there was something wrong with them. But then they went to the doctor because they had pain, but the doctors didn't take them seriously. It's a very male way of thinking, isn't it? Because a man, or I should emphasize, we're talking about cis men here. A man will never understand the pain of having a uterus. And so... I feel like a lot of them can't fathom that level of... Like, they can't understand what that's like. So if a woman comes to them and says, oh, I'm having this intense pain in my uterus, keeping in mind all doctors were men, they won't take it seriously because they they can't know that pain. The thing is that these women were in real physical pain, but because the men couldn't understand their pain, they wrote it off as, oh, you're just being hysterical because you're a woman.
1: But I think, like, a lot of men use mental illness as a way to just lock women up. So there's a very famous literary work called The Madwoman in the Attic by Gilbert and Guba, where they... Have you read it? I have not, no. <laughs> they analyze all this fiction. Charlotte Brontes, Jane Eyre, Mary Shelley, like the Brontes, George Eliot, Browning, Rossetti, Dickinson, all of that literature. And they came up with the notion that female characters either embody the angel or the monster. Because a woman is only, in the patriarchal society, allowed to be the angel and exactly manifest like how a man wants her to be if we take the example of Britney Spears she's virginal girly sexy all of those things she's infantilized slightly but she's not given the opportunity to be who she really is and when she tries to express that She gets put into the monster category which is the mad woman category and she gets locked up. So this idea of splitting like women are Mm -hmm. often split between what they're supposed to be from the outside, like people expect them to be, what they're performing for our culture and then there's a split because of their inability to express their true selves. And I think this is what causes a lot of like frustration or, you know, when women just lose their temper or have had enough or however that manifests, I think it's a normal reaction against a society that is oppressive. But yeah, it's just categorized by psychiatrists, doctors, the male medical establishment as hysteria. Which, by the way, hysteria, when it was literally, this is a term that was invented to, they said hysteria was to do with like a wandering womb in your body. So if your womb was moving around in your body, it's ridiculous.
0: They used to try to treat that by hanging women upside down from their feet. They were like, oh, it'll just slide back into place if we hang them upside down. They came up with all sorts of insane ways to treat hysteria with absolutely no medical knowledge behind it
1: and then the other way that men tried to control this was literally by locking people up in the silence and stuff and it also reminds me of another really good short story i don't know if you've read it it's called the yellow wallpaper it's terrifying it's by charlotte perkin gilman It's a short story, you can get it for free on the internet, but it's about this woman. She's been told to take rest and recover from her nerves or her hysteria by her husband and all these male doctors, and she's kind of stuck in this room with this yellow wallpaper, but because she doesn't have anything else to do and she's just staring at this wallpaper she starts seeing the wallpaper move and sees patterns in the wallpaper and then she becomes convinced that there's a woman this mad woman stuck behind the wallpaper that needs to get out so she starts stripping the wallpaper it's just fascinating there's this idea of splitting like one half of you is behind a wall somehow mm-hmm. and the other half is acceptable to society, or like is being caged by society somehow you know it's really like Britney Spears dancing in the cage, it's the same imagery, it's expressing the same angst, And the horror of being a woman, and I feel like a lot of other female performers do this. Like, when Miley Cyrus, for example, dressed up as a big baby in BB Talk, everyone was like, what's she doing? She's going crazy. She's just expressing the fact that women are infantilized all the time. Like, why do we have bows on our underwear? Why no pubic hair? When you look at Britney Spears, she's infantilized, and now she can perform... She can dance and sing, but can she look after her financial stuff? No, because she's a child who's not capable. That's not true. The woman is talented. She's smart. She's fully compass She's just being controlled and restricted in mm. this way oh yeah and also Nicki Minaj mm. she's kind of manifested all these different personalities this Barbie personality that's she does different voices because it's the splitting thing again I think Katy Perry also had that in an interview where she was saying she created this persona for herself that was one side and then she had this other side and it's really damaging mm-hmm. to women this just having to present under the male gaze all the time and be one thing to be acceptable in the patriarchal society and then trying to be true to yourself. And performers have it the worst. So we see
0: it really in extremes in performers. But I think we all have that also in life. Miley Cyrus is a super interesting one. Because when her first song after she quit Hannah Montana was called "I Can't Be Tamed," and in the music video, she was literally a bird in a cage. <laughs> and the way she presented herself was so completely the opposite of everything she had done up until that point. And I think that you're saying everyone labeled her as like, "Oh wow, Miley has gone off the rails," because everything she did after Hannah Montana was so hypersexualized. It was so like for shock value. It, it was so exaggerated. You know, she did the whole cut her hair off and she did the tongue thing and the twerking up on Robin Thicke and all of that. And we we all. All like, what's wrong with Miley? She needs a parent. And it's like, yeah, she's just reacting to being severely controlled for so long. She was Disney girl, and they're under really strict control.
1: Christina Aguilera, as she did the same thing with her Dirty. album. Yeah. Her album was called Stripped when she consciously was like, I need to embrace my sexuality. I need to go from this image, which is the girl image, which is the Britney Spears image, and break out completely and she kind of managed to do that and keep her control and I feel like her and Britney are kind of the same you know it's just that Britney did not manage to break free and Christina Aguilera I mean there was something about on Diet Prada about the fact that they were both in Disney club and because Britney Spears's voice was a bit more like Aguilera's they retrained Britney's voice to make it more babyish so it was different from Aguilera's and that's literally like either staying true to your voice or not and just that in your vocal cords can destroy your spirit and your personality and make affect
0: your body and your mind and everything. Yeah, I mean, it means from the age of four, she was so controlled and manipulated. Because when you're that young, you don't have any idea what you're doing or what's happening. The people you're supposed to trust most in your life, your parents, are using you for financial gain and controlling you like that. So the, the interesting thing about Christina Aguilera
1: there, because I just did her masterclass, she was saying what was really important to her, because she grew up, I think, with a single mother who did not have full financial control so her aim was always as a child later on also as an adult to gain complete financial independence and independence in general whereas maybe Britney was guided by her father had a different experience had a different like realization in what she was doing you know she's a great dancer she's a great performer but I think Christina Aguilera was able to maybe stay more in control of everything than Britney just because of her experience and that she knew from her mother that independence and control is of the utmost importance to be fully realized as a woman and a human being.
0: It's an interesting thing to look at is that a lot of these female celebrities who have been in the public eye for a very long time at one moment have a switch. Because like Britney Spears, when she started her career, if you think back to him Hit Me Baby One More Time. That outfit she wears in that music video is so disgusting in hindsight. Like, the sexualization of a schoolgirl, she was 16 in that. The pigtails, like, everything about it was supposed to make her seem younger than she actually was, but sexy at the same time. It's really disgusting.
1: I mean, even now when you look at her Instagram, she's always kind of looking upwards... It's the angles are all still in that mode. This also made me think a little bit about, obviously, with superstars, with performers, the performance is way exaggerated and the split is way bigger. But it made me think about myself. Like, sometimes I know when I'm performing femininity or when I'm performing for somebody else's gaze and when not, and I try to catch myself in it. Oh, I do nowadays catch myself in it and bring it back down or note it or know what I'm doing, a lot of it is part of this playing the role you're supposed to play as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I've, as I've gotten older, I've stopped doing that as much, doing things that I think I'm supposed to be doing or acting in the way I'm supposed to be acting.
0: I think that the, the link between mental illness and the patriarchy is incredibly, it's a thing, you know, like women are more likely to suffer from depression and anxiety, but women are also more likely to express it because toxic masculinity, prevents the expression of feelings on part of men
1: yeah and if you think about oh we're called crazy all the time how many men kill their wives and their children like if we're really talking about problematic mental attitudes but yet we don't really call men crazy that's not like an adjective that you use for men it's like there are other words that you do you when it use comes for, to women yeah you only use for women but you don't use for men i can't think maybe "slut"
0: is one of them absolutely like, women are whores but men are players yeah i feel like crazy is one
1: of those words that's thrown at us all the time
0: they're just like men always have crazy ex-girlfriends
1: crazy ex-girlfriend have you seen the show crazy I love crazy ex-girlfriend it's so smart because she's playing on a trope yeah It's self-referential. And I think when you look at a lot of what is happening like in culture, a lot of stuff is self-referential, like what you said about Miley Cyrus. They know exactly what they're being asked to be doing. And then they're flipping it and there are a lot of references. And I think that's why the Free Britney movement has picked up a lot of momentum. Momentum, Because a lot of her followers are saying, well, there are all these hidden signs. I mean, they're not even hidden. It's just symbolic. And Britney on some level is expressing something, right?
0: I mean, if we're going to go back to Britney, whether or not all of these things are true, she's clearly been through some shit. She's not okay. She's not crazy. She's just not okay. (laughs) I don't know if that's a useful comment to make.
1: No, she's trapped in a persona. Like, you know, we were saying about, well, there's a discussion about cancel culture and like not being able to give people the chance to grow and things like Mm -hmm. that. But if you're in the public eye all the time and you've got a set persona that you're supposed to fit into, you're not being given the chance to grow and expand from that. But anyway, I think it gives us some good insights into how to look after our own
0: mental health. I do think there's one, when I was researching for this, I came across something that I thought was really interesting because I think a lot of the times how we present statistics and what we leave out is super important. And this was actually that yes, men die more from suicide, but women attempt suicide more. So that actually just means that women are not successful in the suicide. So we tend to present this statistic as being like, oh, men attempt suicide more. But that's not true. Women are more likely to be suicidal, more men just die from it. And so when we talk about that, that statistic's not quite right. It's misrepresented in that way. We're not looking at it as a 360 thing. I just think that's because I think that mental health does overwhelmingly affect women. You know, we're more likely to be depressed, to have anxiety. Women are more likely to be diagnosed with eating disorder. And I think that is because of the patriarchy and because we're sort of controlled like that but it, it's it's a double edged sword right what is perceived as a mental illness In society, you're labeled as crazy. And then the things that actually are mental illness are not acknowledged or sort of swept under the rug. Bulimia, anorexia, and all those different kinds of eating disorders are it's in the patriarchy's best interest because then we fit into the mold that they want. So but we have a culture that actively encourages women to not eat. And then the things that are not mental illness are labeled as crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely women are more depressed because, like, it's hard being a woman.
0: Shit's hard. (laughs) Yeah, women have just been misdiagnosed for years, I think, and sort of controlled. Yeah, I think in the end of the day, it comes down to control, doesn't it? How do we control women?
1: Also, like, say, for example, because this comes down to, like, with with women being called crazy all the time, another aspect is... There is gaslighting, right? So a lot of women get gaslighted when they say to their partner, "Hey, you haven't been paying much attention to me recently, and you've been secretive. Are you having an affair?" The first thing a man will say is, "You are crazy. You are imagining it." And because we're so used to questioning ourselves, yeah. But I think that's like, like also the reason why a lot of women stay in relationships, where it takes them a long time to get out of abusive relationships especially emotionally abusive relationships because they're always being told that they're crazy and being told to question themselves
0: in her song hold up beyonce has this line where she says what's worse looking jealous or crazy jealous or crazy or being walked all over lately walked over lately i'd rather be crazy because she's talking about how like she knows her husband is having an affair but if she brings it up he'll accuse her of either being crazy or jealous And so she's like, these are the two things I'm left with. Either you perceive me as jealous or crazy, and both are just ways of manipulating and controlling me when I know you're having an affair.
1: And the other thing is a lot of times we have to regulate our emotions so much because of fear of being called crazy or too emotional or unhinged and all this stuff so when you see really powerful women like AOC talking about an issue they often do it in a very controlled manner because they are being judged also by men by the patriarchy and by everyone's expectations of women
0: yeah it reminds me of the the court hearing against Brett Kavanaugh who's now on the Supreme Court and Dr. Ford who is testifying, who's telling her story about how uh, her sexual assault story from when they were in college. And it was like the way she presented herself. Do you know what I mean? She was so calm. She was so clear and concise. And like everything she said was so well thought out because that's how she had to do it. Otherwise, she was going to be labeled crazy or all these other negative stereotypes were going to be thrown at her. Whereas he was just like, (laughs) like, he was. yeah, I mean,
1: if you look at Trump right now, can you imagine a woman being able to just get away with just blah, 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 and that emotional immaturity? No,
0: no. Yeah. Like AOC, like it's shocking that in the year 2020, she has to defend herself and puts up with these. In no other job would you get away with calling a colleague a bitch and attacking them like this.
1: And can you imagine if it were the other way around? If she had said to him, you're a fucking
0: bastard.
1: A woman would never do that because you could not get away with it. Simply. So men can get away with a lot more, like I would say, crazy behavior.
0: And on that note, we would like to move into our three things that you can do to be a better person in regards to mental health this week. So our first tip is just to take a look at the language you use in everyday life. So words like lame, crazy or dumb come from conditions that people have to live with and they shouldn't be used as insults against other people. So maybe just take a look at the language you're using and try to eliminate harmful or disrespectful terms.
1: And tip number two is to check in with your friends a bit more and ask them really how they are and how they're feeling.
0: And our tip number three is just check in with yourself and be true to yourself.
1: Yeah, and by that, maybe think about if somebody calls you crazy, that they might not always be right, and to trust yourself. But also maybe take note of when you are being forced to perform in a certain role.
0: There's a really nice quote by Eleanor Roosevelt where she says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And I think that's a really nice one. Yeah. Because, you know, if in society you're constantly labeled as crazy and nothing you say or do is taken seriously, then if you internalize that when someone uses it against you, you unwillingly or unwittingly agree. Thank you for listening.
1: Until next time
0: if you like this podcast please subscribe and share it with your friends and if you like you can share your internet obsession with us tweet us and follow us on instagram at the underscore misinformed or email us at misinformed.podcast at gmail.com you can
1: also subscribe to our newsletter find the link via our instagram or our show notes.
0: we are an independent non podcast if you would like to show us some love, you can give a one-off donation via SoundCloud or become a patron on patreon.com misinformed. Thanks for listening, and until next week.